Welcome, everyone, to the Food, Farms, and Chefs radio show with restaurant industry author Kevin Wilson, highly acclaimed chef Gene Blum, and food photojournalist Amaris Pollock. Join them as they interview the biggest names in the restaurant industry, tell you about the latest food trends, and give you recipes and cooking tips, too. So let's get the show started. Welcome to our listeners around the world via the podcast, our listeners on our FM station in New York, and our two Philadelphia radio stations. It's Tuesday evening drive time for you. We have an outstanding episode today. We start off with a great interview with very successful restaurateur Nicole Marquis about her great restaurants. And then we will talk wine and spirits for the holiday season with Frank Pagliaro from frankswine.com and Frank's Wine Beer and Spirits in Wilmington, Delaware. And we will end this great episode by giving you holiday cooking tips and restaurant recommendations from our expert chef and panel. Amorous Pollock, introduce us to your fabulous guest. Hi, everyone. I would like to reintroduce you to our our listeners, to um, the owner of Hip City Veg, Bar Bonbon, and Charlie Was a Sinner, Nicole Marquis. Nicole, um, welcome back to our show. Thanks so much for having me. It's great to be here with you guys. I know you were you were ba- first on our show back in uh, September of 2020. So if anybody ever wants to look up some more information about Barbamon and Nicole Marquis, you can listen into that as well. But um, Hip City Veg was your first restaurant that you opened up back in 2012 in Philadelphia. Can you tell us a little about Hip City Veg and the exciting news that you have um, to announce regarding it? Yeah, absolutely. So Hip City Veg is a 100% plant-based, fast, casual restaurant. We now have eight locations throughout Philadelphia and D.C. And what's really exciting is that we just opened our brand new location in a brand new market in New York City. So we are located on 12th Street in Union Square. We opened uh, about three weeks ago, and it's just been a wonderful whirlwind. We're so excited to finally be in New York. It was a hard 2020, and 2021 was challenging as well, but the team really persevered, and we found an opportunity in New York that we wanted to take. Um, We feel like it's the right time to bring plant-based foods to people everywhere in New York City. And New York City is definitely uh, like on the go. It's like Philadelphia, but even busier and bustier with, you know, people, you know, they always want to get everything fast. So your restaurant for Hip City Veg is perfect, especially for people who are looking to be healthier and, you know, the holidays are coming up you know people are going to start looking at like january and being like okay what do i what do i want to do do i want to be healthier this year and hip city veg is definitely something that they can do that with but you know given that they're in the city and it's a busy you know lifestyle you created um something to accommodate a busier lifestyle so why don't you talk a little bit about your go kitchens yeah, absolutely. And I think that's a great um, segue. I mean, we're totally ready for the new year and everyone's like new year resolutions and their best self. We're here for it. Um, and I think a lot of people just really want to live healthier lives. They also really care so much about the environment. And 
um, there's more and more awareness out there that plant-based foods is really the future and what we have to do to avert a climate crisis and also to really just take care of our own bodies. So um, we also in the pandemic learned that delivery sales um, were, you know, shot up to about 90% of our sales um, when the pandemic first hit. And that really has stayed around 50% of our sales over the last nine months. So delivery is here to stay. More and more people are working from home. Um, they're ordering online more than they ever have. And so we've really come up with a strategy to put um, go kitchens throughout Philadelphia, D.C., and New York, which are virtual-only kitchens where people can order on our online ordering system or through a third-party delivery um, app and get our food. So it's an easier, faster way to deliver food to people in various zip codes throughout New York um, and Philadelphia and D.C. So we're excited about it. Um, you know, we I never thought we would be opening virtual kitchens. Um, we're not going to do that instead of brick and mortars. We still think it's really important to have restaurants and have spaces where we can showcase our brand, where people can really get to know us. Um, that plays a huge part in brand identity. And um, But we just know that more and more people want plant-based food. They want it delivered to them. They want it fresh and fast. And so this is a great way to meet people where they are, which is in our home office. And and that is a great way. Um, and now you are a big proponent of being supportive of the community um, and supporting one another. It's actually one of your quotes that, that you had stated on, on our show is it's all about hard work and supporting one another. And, you know, mm. one of the things that you have been doing throughout this is you've been growing exponentially. Um, and I know that you're excited because with these new locations, you're going to be offering, you know, employment to a larger, you know, another region of, of our, our country um, mm -hmm. and expanding and in, in offering those positions as well for, you know, Philadelphia and D.C. So, you know, what what is it that we're looking forward to as far as, you know, what do you offer for people who are looking for positions working with within your company? Yeah, you know, our, and we mean this, we walk the walk and talk, not only talk to the talk, but definitely um, practice this in our um, company, but our employees are our greatest asset. They truly are. And we're about creating careers, not just jobs for our employees. So in, July, we announced our commitment to uh, raising the minimum wage in all of our restaurants to $15 an hour. And this was really important for me to do, even though we just came off the, you know, most grueling economic time for restaurants um, that we could imagine. But we knew it was the right time because we had to invest further in our employees. And it's made a difference. It's made a huge difference. Um, you know, our employees feel valued. They feel heard. Um, and, um, you know, this affected about 100 employees in our company. So we are now, as we expand, we're able to attract more and more great talent. 
um, and just truly commit with our actions how much we value our employees that join our team. Yeah. And, and it's, it's a huge thing to have that sense of I'm appreciated, um, especially around the holidays and in that you're offering, you know, the minimum wage to be $15 an hour is, is also enormous given that the holidays are coming around. That is going to help out not only for, you know, the living wage, but also for bringing people in to help, you know, support them throughout the holidays. And speaking of holidays, do Mm -hmm. you have any holiday special menu items that you're offering in Hip City Veg? Yeah. And, you know, one, also one thing to just piggyback on what you were saying, we realized when we were researching this, that we were the first fast casual restaurant to offer minimum wage of $15 an hour. I think Ann Pizza is doing it in 2022. Starbucks is committing to do it in 2023. So it was a big um, move, but we knew, you know, with everything else, we have to be bold in our actions right now. And I think a lot of companies are realizing that that's so important for survival and for bringing on the best teams possible. But um, yes, now we're in the holidays. Um, Definitely a brighter, happier time than it was last year. So (laughs) we're just really leaning into that and embracing the festivities and the holidays as much as we can. Um, In a couple of days, we will launch our Merry Mint Shake, which is a crowd favorite, peppermint, chocolate, organic soy vanilla ice cream and organic soy milk. That makes a really delicious milkshake. Um, And if you want something hot, we also have really great tomato bisque soup that's coming out and also our organic quinoa chili that we serve every year that's a crowd favorite of course everybody everyone's going to miss the pumpkin pie shake (laughs) that will uh, discontinue at the end of the month but um, yeah we're just we're excited for the holidays and we have a great bonus deal um, gift card deal that's happening for every $50 spend you get a $15 gift card for free So we're hoping that people will come out, support local small businesses like ours, and buy some gift cards for their friends for the holidays. And that'll be, you know, beneficial too, because, you know, given that, you know, Thanksgiving is this week, which, you know, happy early Thanksgiving to you. um, (laughs) You too. There's going to be people at your table that might not eat meat. And, you know, as an alternative, they can maybe swing by Hip City Veg or one of your, uh, Charlie was a sinner, Barbambon, and pick something up to put on the table, you know, to help, hey, let's give you, give the, our vegetarian vegans at, you know, who are dining with us something to eat as well. Um, oh, yeah. We're totally great for anyone who's having a party who has that token vegan that's coming to their dinner table and they don't know what to do. Just stop by. We'll prepare a few takeout items. You can take it and put it on a nice plate and say, voila, here's your vegan dish that we made. Um, so, yeah, I totally get that. I mean, I think the holidays really bring all of us together. And um, there are a lot of great vegan dishes that you can do um, for the family. There are. And um, wh- what are one of your favorite, like, items that you, that you have that sells um, at Hip City Veg? 
Oh, well, I mean, my favorite right now is the Ziggy Burger. Um, I'm loving that. Uh, it's, def- it's not like a Thanksgiving or a holiday item, but it's one of our staples there. It ha- it's made with Beyond Meat and organic tempeh. We call it our bacon cheeseburger. And then, of course, our golden child is the Crispy Hip City Ranch chicken sandwich. Um, that's been on the menu since day one, and it's our number one seller. Well, I am looking forward to, you know, trying trying out your your burgers and also that peppermint mocha shake. Um because yeah. <laughs> I saw that I saw that on your website and I was like, ooh, that looks really good. Um I it's might even so do nice. like a back to back with the pia the pumpkin the pumpkin shake, you know, one day and do some of your uh dippers. Your, um, That's awesome. Yeah, and then and then come back the next day and get one of your burgers for that. Or your quinoa chili when that comes out. Oh, thanks so much. Yeah. No, we're excited. This is a great time of year. And then we also have some specials that we're putting on the menu uh, for our full-service cocktail lounge called Charlie Was a Sinner. We're coming out with seven new cocktails for the winter um, that are debuting this week. Um, so if you want a really nice handcrafted cocktail, come and join us at Charlie Was a Sinner. And also Bar Bonbon is our Latin-inspired full-service bar and restaurant. And we just put two new items on the menu. One is the chili relleno, and that is stuffed with impossible meat um, and herbs and spices and some grilled corn. It's delicious. And then we have our hot butternut squash soup. Um, mm. garnished with pepitas and sourdough bread on the side. So it's um, comforting, real comfort food, and perfect for the season. Yes. Now, are you going to um, bring back the blankets that, that if you buy a cocktail, you get a, a blanket? Or was that just... Oh, yeah. Because that was a lot <laughs> of fun. <laughs> yes. Um, you know what? We have to order the blankets. We're talking about it right now, and I think we should. It was That's one of those ideas that, you know, the team, we just looked at each other and said, okay, what ideas do we have? Let's throw everything at the wall and see what will stick. Because we were in survival mode last year. And we came up with this idea to have hot cocktails for outside because that's where people were sitting. No one was, our dining rooms were shut down. So everyone was sitting outside, freezing their their butts off and we had this idea to put a warm cocktail menu together and anyone who bought a warm cocktail would get a complimentary uh, embroidered blanket well it was a hit we sold out day one and we had to order like 10,000 more blankets oh wow it was wild yeah everyone came out and really supported the full service restaurants bar bonbon and charlie was a sinner and i think we're going to bring it back this year it was it was a hit and and just you know, just a token of our appreciation to give a blanket. Um, and it made a really great holiday gift. It did. Um, and I, I was sad to, to miss it, but you know, given that you're going to bring it back again this year, I'm totally going to try to get, get one. Um, now speaking of getting things, where can we find you online and, um, in, uh, where is your newest location that, that you opened up? So our newest New York City location is in Union Square. It's 28 East 12th Street. Um, that's on 12th and University Place. Um, and you can find us at hipcityveg.com. If you're looking for a cocktail lounge, it's charliewasacenter.com. And barbonbon.com is our 
Latin-inspired restaurant and bar. All right, Nicole, thank you so much for coming on, a, on our show, and we hope to have you back again, and I look forward to running into you on the streets like I always do. <laughs> Likewise. Thank you so much. This is so great. Love what you guys do. Thanks for having me. No problem. Thank you. Thank you, Nicole. Let's, ta Nicole. Let's take a break, and we'll be right back. To become a sponsor of our show and have your business or event promoted on every single podcast platform, two Philadelphia radio stations on Tuesdays at 6 p.m. evening drive time, an FM station in New York, and to the millions of Facebook users worldwide with access to the Facebook mobile app. Send us an email to either foodfarmsandchefs at yahoo.com or diningonadime at yahoo.com. And we're back. Chef Gene, introduce us to your fabulous guest. Well, for everyone who is asking themselves, wow, what wine do I drink with Thanksgiving? I'm having a introduction. What do I need to drink with that? This guest is the person who can answer all that. It is a great honor to introduce a friend, a great person, and an expert in all things wine and spirits, Frank Paraglero from frankswine.com. Welcome to Delaware. Frank, welcome to Food Farms and Chefs. Thank you so much, Gene. Appreciate it. Can't wait to have that turducken in a couple of days. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I, know, know, I, wait, wait, I, I didn't get the invite. I don't think I got the invite. You asked me what to pair with it, but I never got the invite. Did, don't you know uh, that you have an open invite? Ah, <laughs> uh, there we go. There we go. <laughs> well, thank you. Thanks so for having great. me on your show. Looking forward to uh, to chatting with you for the next uh, 28 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so, Frank, people really get confused over, you know, turkey and, you know, traducan and, and, and wine selections and how difficult could that be. I know I was down there on Saturday and we picked out a couple of wines that I'm going to be serving with Traducan. Put everyone of these here and just give us some great expert tips on what to serve at Thanksgiving. So I tell you, to me, um, Thanksgiving is, at least I know what it is in my house and it seems like probably most homes, Thanksgiving dinner is like, you know, a potpourri of, of flavors and textures and different food groups, um, sweet to savory, you know, everything like, you know, mixed matched on one plate. Cause I know I try to get everything that I can from like, you know, the marshmallow topped, uh, sweet potatoes to, uh, you know, the, of course the, uh, sausage stuffing. So, I mean, you've got two things going on on the same plate that are, so crazily different to me you, you can't go wrong with literally walking into any wine store and grabbing any bottle because really to me it, it's not so much like you're not pairing it you're not pairing the wine with turkey you're you're pretty much pairing the wine with really everything else on the plate because if you think about it turkey is probably the most bland uh item that you're going to have on thanksgiving it's everything else that kind of jacks it up a bit um so, yeah, I mean, I'm all about sparkling wine, uh, rosé, white, red, literally. I mean, I, you, you can't go wrong with um, – there's no, like, right or wrong wine to, to pair. 
um, with Thanksgiving dinner. So when I was it, there, my, we, we, you know, we, we never have like the same wine over and over again. You know, we won't have even if we have a large crowd, we don't have like five bottles of the same, you know, Pinot Noir. Well, it, it literally it's just as many side plates as there are on the table. That's how many wines we have. You know, five, six, seven different selections of wines just to kind of go with uh, each sip and everybody's palate. So when I was there on Saturday, we discussed a couple of wines and, and I have sampled a little bit, but one of them was a sparkling Shiraz that, I, love that. I just think is an absolutely delightful, you know, light wine that would pair really well with Thanksgiving. It was your recommendation. And then a lot of people over the years have discovered Rieslings and, and you know, found that Rieslings pair really well with Thanksgiving dinner. Why is that? You know, Rieslings, to me, again, Rieslings are so all over the board. You can have, like, a bone-dry Riesling with, like, you know, razor-sharp acidity. Um, and then you can have, obviously, you know, a spot Lisa, which is from the Mosul, which is going to be big and rich and, and sweet. Um, so there's so many different styles of Riesling. So that's always my thing when people come in, they're like, oh, I don't like Riesling. I don't like sweet. I mean, I could put a Riesling in your glass that – will like you know <laughs> it, it'll it'll be so like acidic and and minerally and uh so dry that you'll just shake your head and be like you got to be kidding me i mean on, on the nose it's going to smell you get the peaches the apricots you get everything you do in that sweet wine but then it just blows you away with its razor sharp acidity and clean clean wine Wait. um so yeah. Would you know off the top of your head what that is? Because the only Rieslings I've ever had were like the super sweet ones, and I don't like right. that. So you're describing something that I'm like, ah, that sounds interesting. Yeah, yeah. So, so what would see. what would one be that you would recommend? Um, we have a bunch actually, and you know, if it weren't so busy out in the shop right now, I'd walk around. But I know it's going to be loud out there. And- <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm in my office, so I could point one, you know, a, a few. But I mean, offhand, like I know we have a um, a a riesling from the Rheingau from a producer called Kessler, and it's a 2020 vintage, um, and it's a um, it's their dry riesling, a cabinet style. And this definitely, I mean, again on the nose, you think it's just going to be super sweet, but it is. It's everything I described. It's it has you know, clean, it, it's clean, it has acidity, it has minerality. It's such a, it's a great, beautiful food wine. I mean, especially for, thing is with, with, with Thanksgiving, I, I would tend to go with something a little bigger, richer, um, because that could kind of get lost, I think, with all those flavors uh, on the Thanksgiving table. Um, I mean, I love that wine for like, you know, just like for fish, you know, just like, a fish done so simply, like in the oven, just you know, pan seared or whatnot, with a little lemon and olive oil, it, it, it's perfect for it. Uh, but for Thanksgiving, I'd go with something a little bigger, richer in style. Um, but yeah, if you want that razor sharp acidity, go with the Kessler Rheingau. Their Cabernet Dry recently, it's it's delicious. Okay. Mind blowing. And it's like twenty bucks. You know, it's not like not even it's under twenty bucks. It's oh, that's super really inexpensive. Yeah. Right. For for right. a reason, yeah. <laughs> um, 
Now, I, I would definitely go with a Merlot or a Chardonnay for Thanksgiving dinner just because I'm more of a bold, you know, the bolder flavors and and dry, yep. you know, the dry. I love a, a nice oaked Chardonnay. Yeah. So. I'm all about oaky Chardonnay, too, for sure. Um, and again, most people are like, oh, Chardonnay for Thanksgiving. How boring. But it's probably the one <laughs> style of wine that will, white wine that will hold up to Thanksgiving dinner. Um, well, it's what you picked for the duck is for me. <laughs> exactly. Options. You're right. We did. We did pick the, uh, yes. And then we also right. picked, you know, a nice big uh, Zinfandel as well to go with that. So I'm very excited and looking forward to it. We're going to flip course here a little bit. Last Thursday was a big day in the wine world. I'm sure you were very busy in the store. So Thursday, for people who don't know, was the release of Beaujolais Duo. The new Beaujolais came out. Frank, I had an opportunity to sample one the other night. Very simple. I was actually very pleased with it. I mean, obviously, it lacks all that complexity of being in a barrel for any length of time. And, you know, it was right. very, it was just very clear. But what was your opinion on the new Beaujolais? So, you know, it, it's weird because this is this was such a weird year for Beaujolais Nouveau. And I feel bad for, for the industry, for Burgundy, um, the Beaujolais region, because so many orders uh, from our suppliers, uh, they, our suppliers just cut the orders because they couldn't guarantee that the wine would be here in time because of the craziness at all, these, all the ports. So, you know, this time of year, I would, I would have about five or six or seven different Beaujolais Nouveau, you know, from, you know, the easy drinking George DeBuff that you see everywhere, the King of Beaujolais Nouveau, um, to like smaller producers. But it, literally I was only able to get one producer of Beaujolais Nouveau in time. Um, I know there's a couple that may arrive, you know, first week of December, but to a lot of retailers and restaurateurs are like, Oh, it's beyond the season and they'll, they'll send it back. But, which is kind of a good thing because I think you're going to see great prices on Nouveau because a lot of retailers, restaurants are probably going to send it back because it's going to get there too late. And then the supplier is going to be like, what the hell are we going to do with Beaujolais Nouveau in January? So they're going to like, they're going to have a fire sale on it for sure. Um, so it's a good year. Just hold until, uh, yeah, first week of December or later to, to buy Beaujolais Nouveau or January or February for that matter. That's when you'll really see the deals. Um, I mean, they'll probably be half price. So, because right now we have the one Beaujolais that you and I tried, Gene, uh, the Laurence Remy, um, 2021, is a, one of the smaller producers uh, brought in from an importer, Jenny and Francois out of New York. And they're all about, Jenny and Francois, they're all about like natural wine. So this is like a natural, uh, naturally made wine um, from Nouveau, which is one of the first ones that we've had. And it's a little pricier. I mean, it's this one, you know, we retail for 25 bucks, which to me, I was blown away. I'm like, how are we going to sell Beaujolais Nouveau for $25 a bottle? But you know what? It, it, it's selling like <laughs> we're all, we're going to be out of it for sure by Wednesday. Um, and it's delicious. I mean, it's, is it to me, is it, um, is it worth 25 bucks? I mean, I don't know. To me, Beaujolais Nouveau, it reminds me of the season. I just love sticking my nose in the glass and, and you just smell, to me, I smell the new vintage. It just reminds me of Thanksgiving and, um, yeah, you know, the start of the holiday season. 
Um, so I love this wine. I mean, it's light, it's simple, it's tons of raspberry, strawberry, you know, no oak. I mean, just bright, clean, delicious. You know, it's just like a quaffable, easy drinking uh, uh, gamay. Love it. Good stuff. You know, I, I almost really feel like swinging by to get a bottle now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we, um, yeah, I mean, we we definitely have some here now, but it, it's, I, I know it won't last, so. But you won't, it will not be in short supply, I tell you that. Um, I just know there's going to be a, a lot of it around, so. I, I, I'm, I'm blown away that I, how many of the orders just got cut. You know, I, I placed orders, they're like, no, there's no Nouveau this year, we're we're cutting it, so. I don't know if they're going to ship it or not, or if it's on the water, if it's in port. I have no idea what's what's up with it. It's a shame. It's too bad. So, Rank, your store in Wilmington, Delaware, I've been doing business with you for a lot of years. I mean, you've been in business a long time. Uh, You started at a very young age in the liquor business. What got you into wines and spirits? I mean, you you were very young when you got started in this. I was really young. You know, I was – Wow, long story, but I'll make it quick. Uh, my dad is off the boat from Italy. My mom off the boat from Brazil. They met in English school, and my dad, you know, basically just started one business, sold it, another business, sold it, another business, sold it. it was just kind of always in that in that um, process of, of 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 being a businessman. And um, the one thing I knew I definitely did not want to do when um, I got out of college was to have my own business, just because I grew up with it and I saw that. Uh, you know, the craziness of, you know, got to get up to make the donuts, literally. I mean, at one point, my, my parents had a Dunkin' Donuts as well. Um, so, I mean, I just saw how much went into it. And, you know, back then, even with staffing shortages, you got to vacations cut short and whatnot. So I'm like, definitely not doing that. Well, of course, you know, sophomore year, I'm going to I'm at St. Joe's University, and I get a call from my dad, you know, and he's like, hey, you know, I got this this, this building that I'm looking at, and inside it, there's a liquor store, there's a pizza place, there's a gym, there's a nightclub, there's, you know, and basically his idea was just to kind of get it, build up the liquor store, because that kind of went along with the purchase of the building, and then just collect the rents, and then build it up for a few years and sell it to collect the rent, but, uh, you know, and he's like, you want to give it a shot, and of course, here I am, you know, a sophomore in college, having a great time, last thing I want to do is uh, peace out and go work, you know, (laughs) so... But I'm like, ah, you know what? What is? I just gotta just whatever. Take it a year off. Give it a shot. See if I if it's for me or not. And that was 35 years ago, December 1st. Um, it'll be 35 years. So it was a long year off from St. Joe's University, my not so alma mater, but still love it. Um, and uh, yeah, and obviously just being here and in, in the business, I was the youngest one here and needed to know all about it. So I stuck my my. Uh, my face into every book I could and my nose in every wine glass and taste it and spit and taste it and spit and traveled. And yeah, just, just, it, it sucked me in. So it's a great, great business. Well, you really have become the go-to reference for so many of us in the industry uh, for wines and so many of us refer clients to you. And then in addition, you have some amazing wine events on a regular basis down there, live entertainment events, tasting events, you know, educational events. Can you tell us a little bit about what you got lined up for the holidays? What we have lined up for the holidays. So we, um, yeah, you're right. We were doing a lot of these outdoor events during, uh, during COVID, I guess 16 months ago. 
um, when the, the state said, hey, you can't do any in-store tastings anymore. Um, and, you know, Gene, we do a lot of entertaining wedding couples when they come in. And, and uh, you know, it's tough to not to talk about wine and not have people taste. So, you know, the, the ABC, they granted us space outside our door to uh, host tastings for couples and whatnot. And then it just kind of grew. We, we asked for a variant to kind of grow it. And then it turned into, you know, getting one-day gathering licenses, you know, from uh, through charities and raising money for charities. So for literally for the last eight, 16 months, every Wednesday night, we would have what we called our alfresco patio tasting, where we have live music, live local music, which was great, putting those guys back to work because a lot of them weren't working. Um, we have food trucks, uh, and we set up our parking lot with uh, tables and chairs and umbrellas, seating for uh, 91 people, um, and it's amazing. We'll turn it over. I mean, we, we, we had our last one a couple Wednesdays ago. We had 162 people and raised $2,600 for the charity. It was absolutely amazing for a three-hour tasting. So it was great. The reps love it. You know, they come out on a Wednesday night and pour beer, wine, and spirits. It's a $5 uh, cover charge, which is so ridiculous, 5 bucks. But, yeah, we pour lots of good stuff. Um, so we kind of took it, you know, the next few weeks we were taking a break just because we had to concentrate inside our shop, um, with, with, um, our customers and the craziness of the holiday business and everything that comes along with that. But yeah, once, uh, January rolls around, we have patio heaters, we roll them out and, you know, we have blankets that we give out and dollar store cozy gloves <laughs> and, uh, people come out. It's amazing. You know? Uh, we keep them warm with the libations and, and heaters. So we'll, we'll get that going in, in uh, January. Well, as long as I've known you, you've always had a real big focus on the community and charity. So, you know, thank you for that. I've always known you to be supporting um, area charities and, and helping individuals and helping, you know, groups, you know, overcome hardships and things like that. One of the other things you do really well is work with, as you said, brides and grooms and corporate events and people like that um, who are looking to provide their own alcohol for events. You have a phenomenal program where you know people can order online. Uh, you do everything for them. I mean, you go as far as suggesting amounts. You know, tell our listeners a little bit about how this wonderful service works. Yeah, basically, um, thanks to you, Gene, uh, spreading the word to your clients and to a lot of other, you know, areas, uh, caterers and venues in the tri-state area and wedding and event planners. Uh, yeah, it's great. We've definitely made a name for ourselves. And a lot of that has to do with, obviously, my, my awesome crew, my staff. Um, we have 25 people that work here at the shop. And um, of the 25, 20... <laughs> 22 are part-timers and there are you know i'd say of those 22 um 18 of them were customers at one point and still are um so we we love hiring our customers we you know they all have great personalities and um yeah so basically when these wedding couples come in uh we we walk the shop with them and uh pick out their beer wine and spirits and then when we get to the wine portion uh we make recommendations based on their menu or their likes and pop some corks, taste some wine with them. And 
it, it's amazing. People love it. I mean, they, they just, we hear it so many times that they say the easiest part of their wedding planning and the most fun part of their wedding planning. And we love hearing that. Um, we, we get, you know, we, we get some, we've made a lot of great friends, uh, industry friends and, and, and even like, <laughs> it, it's funny. A lot of our, uh, a lot of our staff, they, they, they've even gotten invites from, from couples. <laughs> They're like, we need you at our wedding. You're so much fun. You have to come to our wedding. Hysterical. That's fabulous. Uh, yeah, it really is. It, 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 it's great. I mean, we, you know, we get the referrals, but we obviously we take care of these customers. Like there are customers and they are our customers. And, but you know, we just want to, we want to shine for them and shine for the, the the caterer or the wedding planner or the the uh, uh, the event location that that referred them to us. So it's been great. Well, you know, a testimony to your great pairings. I know many years ago I came to you with the idea, and it was right around this time of year. I said, Frank, I, I'm throwing this party for just women in the events industry. It was a women's only yeah. party in the events industry. They asked me to do. And they want to do a cupcake and wine pairing. And yeah. we have a series of gourmet cupcakes from Cupcakes Gourmet at the time. And you came up with a wine pairing list to match all them, all the way down to you had a red velvet wine to go with, a red velvet cupcake, <laughs> and, you know, everything you did. And that event, although it was years and years ago, is still – you know, so highly regarded in the events industry. And I still get questions all the time, like, are you ever going to do that again? Are you going to do that event again? Right. That's a great thing. Like, when are you going to do right. that again? And, you know, so, you know, really a testimony to what you can do. I, I know I reached out many times via email, hey, having this menu, I'm at a loss. And you come back with it, and here, 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 and here. And, you know, this is where it's at. And, you know, your store is so much more than just wine. I mean, you have great beers, you have an incredible bourbon selection, you, you know, are part of the Philadelphia Whiskey Society and, you know, our members there shop from you. You just have a little bit of everything there and I go in and people looking for holiday gifts, advent wine calendars, gotta go there. It's great. I'll be down to get one very shortly, I know. You know, what a great gift for people. You want to celebrate the 12 days or the 24 days of Christmas with a bottle of wine every day. Frank's is the place. Frank, how can people find out more about your store, follow you, and just get more information about what you're doing? Um, you know, we're, we're really big on social media, uh, especially, you know, when the pandemic started. You know, I, I was doing, you recall, Gene, our, my, my month or weekly emails. Um, but you know, with everybody kind of staying home and not able to like come into the store, because a lot of my emails kind of focused around tastings and whatnot. Um, I just really, I mean, we've always been big in, into social media, but I just exploded into it with you know, Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. So that's definitely the place to, to really follow us to see what events we're doing. Uh, our website, frankswine.com. We have, um, you know, what featured items, what's new, um, you know, uh, uh, what should we call it? Um, all our upcoming dinners and events and tastings, and then uh, yeah, on Facebook, Frankswine.com on Facebook and uh, Frank's Wine on Instagram. No, but and I appreciate all your kind comments. <laughs> appreciate that. Before we let you go, well, do you have gift baskets or anything like that that are available for purchase too? Since the holiday season is coming up, 
We do. We do mostly like, uh, you know, we, we have a, a few on display, um, but they're pretty much all made, made to order. Uh, so people usually come in, shop for the ingredients. We sell like a lot of DeBruno Brothers cheeses and charcuterie and crackers, flatbreads, all that stuff from DeBruno Brothers and um, put together some great baskets. Basically, you, you, you come in, you shop for the items, come back the next day, and it's ready to roll. So we don't really do them on the spot just because it, you know, kind of takes time to do. And, um, yeah, so we do a lot of that. We do. We, and we, we mainly use, uh, like, wooden, wooden wine crates to do our, uh, our, our baskets, which is kind of cool. Aesthetically, uh, it, yeah, it is actually very appealing to have them as gift baskets. Yeah. So, Frank, I would be remiss if I didn't mention, too, that not only do you have amazing taste in wine, but you have amazing taste in music as well. Uh, okay, Gene, tell me about it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, absolutely. So, you know, my, my heart goes out to another huge Rolling Stones fan, you know, who just you know, understands that they are the greatest rock and roll band, you know, for those that I'm going to get no doubt about, it. about saying no way, no way, no way. But, you know, no, I Beatles. Really appreciate no, that. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Love yeah, it. Absolutely. absolutely. You know, make a toast to Charlie Watts and Thanksgiving. For sure. Absolutely. What a, what a wonderful thing to do. Um, but again, frankswine.com, Wilmington, Delaware, I'm going to make the suggestion that people go out, stop in the Franks. Little Italy is literally two blocks away in Wilmington, and they have phenomenal Little Italy there. My favorite restaurant is a little place called Mrs. Rubino's that on Thursday nights have the most amazing crab cakes you're ever going yep. to find, and they're like the size of a softball. It is amazing how <laughs> big they are. But, you know, go down get some great wines, go over to Little Italy, have a wonderful dinner, enjoy the holidays with the Christmas spirit season coming up. Frank, we're hoping we can get you back to talk champagnes and bubbly before the new year and uh, enlighten us as to what's going to be going on in January. I would love that. That sounds, that sounds like a great plan, Gene. Love it. Thank you so much, Frank. It's a pleasure to have you on the show. We look forward to you know, future shows and, and doing some more, more. And thank you for your great tips. And uh, everybody, check out frankswine.com. Got it, Gene. And thank you. And um, as we stay here in the shop this time of year, happy Franksgiving. <laughs> That's cute. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> there we go. Thank you, Frank. Thank uh, you, Frank. Have a great holiday, guys. Thanks you so too. Much. All right. Uh, have me be a part of it. Holiday tips and restaurant recommendations. Chef Gene, take it away. Well, happy Thanksgiving week, everyone. So as we get ready to, you know, sit down and enjoy this wonderful get-together, a couple holiday tips I have going, first and foremost, something that I've never understood. What my mother taught me and what other people taught me and what I've learned to be absolutely the incorrect way to do that. So growing up, I was always told the way to cook a turkey is you put it in low and slow or you put it in you know, low and then you turn it up at the end and give it that beautiful golden color and everything like that. Absolutely 
not the way to do it. First of all, I like to brine a turkey, so if you're not brining a turkey, maybe give it a shot. And infuse your brine with all kinds of herbs and things like that. And you could just simply go on Google and find some great brines that are, you know, going to have salt and sugar and a little bit of, you know, herbs and things like that. But if you don't want to go all through that, take your turkey and throw it in the oven on high, like 400, 450 degrees to start with, and then go low and slow after about 45 minutes. The idea is to seal the turkey, seal the juices in, you know, almost sear that outside so it stays so moist and rich inside. A thing you can do that I really like is I get some butter and some herbs and some garlic, and I literally get my hand up underneath the skin, and I rub that garlic or that butter all down into it up underneath the skin so that helps keep it moist. It helps seal it. It does, does a wonderful, wonderful job. So that's a really great, you know, tip for cooking turkey. Give it a shot. One of the things that really bothers me at Thanksgiving is the universal vegetable corn. Vegetables are not, and we just got done talking to Nicole Marquis, so vegetables are not a second-class citizen. They deserve their rightful place at the table. And it doesn't matter if it's green beans or Brussels sprouts or whatever vegetable you're choosing, but pick a fresh vegetable, something that a farmer produced and is, you know, peak flavor and is fresh right there, and enjoy that. It doesn't, you know, there's no set that it has to be corn because you have to have mashed potatoes, you know, Brussels sprouts candied, you know, with a little bit of bacon flavor green beans with pecans, however you want to do it. Enjoy some fresh vegetables. From the purpose of where I'm eating right now, so a couple recommendations this time of year, a great day out. Come on up to Peddler's Village in Bucks County. The light show is on. And then head over to the Cock and Bowl. It's simple but good food. While you're over there, there's a great little distillery here in Peddler's Village. Enjoy a great day. You can get a little bit of spirits. You can get a great lunch. You can do a little bit of Christmas shopping, and you can make it a great part of your Thanksgiving or Christmas tradition. Head up to Peddler's Village in Bucks County. My other great recommendation this time of year is a little place, the Bluebell Inn. Great food, great holiday food, just you know, it's a staple of solid cooking. So they're the two places that I've been heading lately around the holiday season. I encourage you to come and try both and see what's going on. Kevin? Okay. Well, I uh, don't know how to cook ramen, so <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually going to give you restaurant recommendations. <clears throat> a lot of people like to wake up early uh, the day after Thanksgiving to do their holiday shopping. So last time I gave my restaurant recommendation in uh, Port Richmond, we're going to move on over to Fishtown. And there's a great breakfast spot called Sula Mays Diner. It is on Girard Avenue. Uh, and what happened was they've been there since the 70s, but the cook just took over the restaurant, and he makes his own, from scratch, whitefish scrapple. 
And it is the most delicious Scrapple you will ever have. And they were just voted best of Philly. Hmm. So that is my recommendation. A lot of people like to wake up early the day after Thanksgiving and go shopping. Uh, and if you're going looking for a great breakfast spot in uh, Fishtown, Sulemay's Diner on uh, Gerard Avenue in Fishtown. And then a lot of people like to eat lasagna. I'm seeing a lot of lasagna on the Thanksgiving menus. Another great spot in Fishtown. And when we do these restaurant recommendations, I'm trying to go neighborhood by neighborhood. So we're going to stick with Fishtown today. A uh, An award-winning spot is called Murph's Bar. It is on Girard Avenue. And they have the absolute best Italian food. The guy's name is Francesco. Uh, he's directly from Italy. He goes back and visits his family in Italy. And it is called Murph's Bar also on Girard Avenue in Fishtown. They have the absolute best uh, Italian food, but... Uh, his lasagna is exceptional. So those are my two restaurant recommendations in Fishtown. Next time we do this segment, I'll move into Northern Liberties. Amorous Pollock, what is your recommendation? You can actually cook. I was so going to say, can... I can actually cook, though. <laughs> I do it all the time. Um, I, I have to say, I recently was challenged from a family member to make a barbecue sauce for a turkey that we had brined because... You know, pinging back to uh, to what Jean said, you know, brining is is something that I've done, and it was it surprised me that uh, my family member actually thought to do it. Um, I don't know if that's because of some, you know, my brining turkeys in the past, but um, it it locks in that juicy that juiciness, and it really infuses that extra flavor. But then. He challenged me to make a mop sauce and, you know, I'm, I'm one to be creative. So I'm not going to just go with your basic mop sauce. I'm going to add stuff in that's not normal. So I made a mop sauce that was like, I, you know, had, it had ginger, it had uh, a little bit of cinnamon. It had some ingredients. I don't want to really divulge because I want to keep it secret just in case. But, um, uh, sage was in there. I did a video, get garlic and, you know, it's, salt pepper obviously you're gonna go with your vinegar and and sugar like the dark brown sugar um I added a little bit of molasses in there just to add like you know some extra flavor but like you bo oh in uh apple apple cider um you boil down all of that and and let it simmer and thicken it up um, I made a lot, so I had to add a little bit of cornstarch, which I know is like, oh, don't do that, but I had to. Um, and then we just basted the turkey and barbecued it. It was different, um, definitely outside the box, but uh, but it was like a pre-Thanksgiving Thanksgiving. Um, now, for Thanksgiving dinner itself, I'm actually creating a lot of different side dishes um, which, you know, one of them is going to be a butternut squash, like roasted vegetables, butternut squash, onions, celery. Um, what else is in there? A lot of like different flavors like rosemary, sage, um, and, you know, with apple sausages um, and a or apple chicken sausage, I should say. And then I'm going to add in a sun-dried tomato chicken sausage and uh, garlic sausage just to give it, you know, extra flavor as well. But you know, basically, I'm going to saute up that that those different sausages and saute up some, the onions and whatnot and then roast the butternut squash, then kind of put them together and, you know, finish them off at a higher heat. 
Um, so it's basically going to, oh, and then, uh, dried cranberries too, as well. So it's going to be a hash, <laughs> but it's, you know, I'm, I'm creating it as I go. So hopefully it'll turn out good, but you know, you want to, you want to bring things that are fresh, fresh ingredients. Like Jean said, bring your fresh ingredients, bring something that's, you know, farm fresh in particular, because you want to support the local farmers and be green, um, you know, and, and create something that's going to be a wow at the table. That's not just, you know, your atypical, I did steamed carrots and mashed potatoes and, you know, candied yams. I like bringing something that's a little bit outside the box. So I, you know, I've done egg corn squash where I've done a maple glaze, a maple ba bourbon bacon glaze, which was so good. <laughs> um so so good and you drink the barber with that too right oh of course <laughs> i mean it's me gene <laughs> right that's you, you know, know you drink it i cook with wine i cook with wine sometimes i even put it in the food <laughs> exactly i i i am a huge um advocate of using alcohol when you cook um in fact actually i'm going to make some cannolis from scratch and i'm considering i i i kind of want your opinion on this you know this is live on air but i kind of want your opinion because i know you use vanilla extract i was thinking of replacing like some of the cannoli dip with vanilla vodka to like make it boozy and i'm like i don't know how go, that's gonna be but i've thought go this well go limoncello <laughs> go limoncello Ooh, go Ooh with, that would be that would be good go with limoncello if you especially if you're making a regatta mm -hmm. i am filling a limoncello great little restaurant uh i go there all the time up in bluebell called radiki uh owned by toto chavone who uh, they own Moonstruck and they owned uh, Toto in Center City. Originally, the Lulu Central. They, that was the Lulu's was the uh, Claire, his wife, was at the Lulu. So, you know, they do a pencil thin limoncello regatta cream cannoli as dessert that mm -hmm. is just to die for. Uh, I stole that item from him. Um, uh, thank you, Toto. And I strongly, strongly recommend Limoncello. And I will give you some if you stop by. I just got done making uh, a gallon of it. So. Ooh. Nice. Yeah, I forgot. Cause I've made Limoncello and Orange Cello, too, from scratch. Um, it's it's easy to make, but it's just time. It takes time because you have to let it sit and uh, yes and mm. ferment so you know but it turns out to be absolutely delicious and i just want to make a quick point that there's a lot of listeners that really don't want to hassle with cooking there's a lot of great restaurants that are doing a, a thanksgiving meal there are and i go out every year because i enjoy it to a restaurant for thanksgiving and you can call them to see what they're doing this year but my favorite was at the valley green inn Really, and I would recommend the Valley Green Inn. But I just wanted to bring that up real quick. No, that's so if you're looking to go out. One of the most romantic places in the city of Philadelphia. And they're yeah. they're Thanksgiving. I'm going to go there with you, Kevin. And their Thanksgiving <laughs> their Thanksgiving dinner is amazing. Just call them to make sure they're still doing it this year. But it was outstanding. So, um, as far as restaurant, I mean, I've been to a lot of restaurants over the past month, but um. 
I I want to say that Fabrica, which is in Fishtown, yes. I'll start in in Pennsylvania and then I'll move over to New Jersey. So Fabrica, um, I would recommend that anyone eighteen and older goes because they have a show that's um a little mature uh, that while you eat you also enjoy the show so i will say that but i had a fabulous um selection of dishes because my friends and i went so we had a grilled octopus with fried potatoes and chorizo with a roasted pepper puree so you kind of like dipped everything and you know just made the perfect bite um, and then a pan-seared bronzino with squid ink risotto. Um, that probably was my favorite out of all of the dishes. It had asparagus, pearl onions, and a saffron cream sauce. And, you know, we also had a burrata salad that we shared. You know, that big ball of burrata I did not want to share. <laughs> I love cheese. And, Jean, you know that because of the cheese thing that you're having. Um, but it's, it was with roasted butternut squash, um, bacon, gotta love the bacon (laughs) and an aged fig honey. Um, and then over in New Jersey, I've eaten at a couple of places, but the one, the one place that stood out was actually Francesca's pizza and pasta, pizza, pasta, and grill in Mount Laurel. I was actually pleasantly surprised with them because the, um, their pastas, I, tasted like they made them from scratch um you know which i feel like a lot of places don't do that anymore so the fact that they did something that tasted like it was homemade made me very very happy but i had just a basic like chicken parm it was well done like well executed i should say not well done (laughs) and then um i paired that with some garlic knots because girl likes bread (laughs) and um and some chocolate cake which i was very very happy with the chocolate cake okay that's awesome uh phillyrestaurantreviews.com for all information about the show amherst pollock you can find me on social media at ar pollockus or if you would like to be a sponsor of a show or be on the show you can email us directly at ar at gmail.com chef jean you can find me across social media at ibfoodie2 or at gblump, or you can email me directly with questions or suggestions for upcoming shows at ibfoodie, the number two, at yahoo.com. That's ibfoodie2 at yahoo.com. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving, everyone. Have a great Thanksgiving. We'll see you next week.